Very Bad Wizards is a podcast with a philosopher, my dad, and a psychologist, Dave Pizarro, having an informal discussion about issues in science and ethics. Please note that the discussion contains bad words that I'm not allowed to say, and knowing my dad, some very inappropriate jokes. Yeah, but this kind of junk make real junk look bad. <laughs> Welcome to Very Bad Wizards. Uh, Today we're doing something a little different. Since it's taking us uh, some time due to technical error and and the busyness of life and currently snowpocalypse uh, to get a full-length episode out there, uh, Tamler and I thought we'd do a little one-off short podcast. Snowpocalypse? (laughs) You have like six inches. You have like a dusting. Doesn't mean that it's not going to be more... It's a, it's a claim about the eventual magnitude of the storm, not about how much snow is currently on the ground. But how is that preventing us from putting out a podcast right now? Uh, it, because it just is. The, it just it's actually enabling us to put out apocalypse. Uh, <laughs> exactly. It's the only reason podcast. we're talking right now is because you have this free time. Because I because I can't go in. Uh, I'm actually outside watching like the Sisyphean snow shoveling of Canadians. Um, <laughs> because you can't get to your local Canadian porn theater. Can you believe that people used to go to theaters? And I think they still do. Even. I was just showing my daughter uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure for the first time, and I thought to myself, oh, one yeah. day she will realize that Pee-wee uh, was caught jerking off in a porn theater, and she will have so many questions about why this is the case. But, I mean, it's not just her. I have questions about why that's <laughs> the case. Like, that, it, that was – even then, that was at the time of videos. Like, what just shows you how desperately horrible men are that they would actually go this is before the years of vhs you know and no it wasn't actually, before the years of VHS. well it started before right i mean it, yeah. it was a throwback like it continued into the but when Wee herman did it there were uh yeah there were definitely vhs they were definitely vhs's which means he actually made the choice to go out into a theater is it like an jerk- impulse buy is it like a is it like you know what how like times squares used to be filthy and, and is it just that you're walking down the street and and you see like an adult theater and you're like you know i haven't i haven't jerked off to porn in a while like why not <laughs> i mean that's fine like I, I i you know i've had that thought probably and <laughs> it's very simple. You go back to your house and uh, where you're in the privacy of your own home. Yeah, no, I agree I'm sure at least I, You know, if you can't I've heard. if you cannot if your imagination is not powerful enough to allow you to do something like that without having to to walk or drive or take public no, transport. No, you don't need an theater. imagination. You have a a screen. <laughs> no, no, no. I know, but I'm saying, like, suppose that you didn't have access to any oh, no, porn right. currently. Like, that's what I, I still think that the wrong answer to your current state of sexual arousal is to drive to a theater in which there 
the other thing is, I mean, there are his laws bank bank was at a was, <laughs> was an all time completely <laughs> cleared he out. Made a yeah. ba- he, he had made a bank run the week before. <laughs> Here, here's the uh, the two greatest expressions: spank bank and flip a bitch for making a U-turn. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, I've always been intrigued by the origins. I have no idea. Yeah. I get spank bank. I get the origins for spank right. bank. That's not right. Hard. But flip a bitch. I don't know why that means a U-turn. I don't either. I don't either. It's uh, but it's very funny. Like to just say when you're, uh, I'm going to flip a bitch right here. <laughs> I wonder if Urban Dictionary has something to say about it. Actually, I just turned to Urban Dictionary, which is uh, to to look up the topic that that I wanted to discuss today. Uh, so today we want to talk about snitching. Yes, we've and, been wanting uh, to do an episode on this, and we yeah, may still yeah. do like a long episode. But this yeah, is we be may a short still one. do a long episode. But I just had to get these thoughts out. So I I actually uh, was talking to a grad student of ours, Emily Rosenzweig, um, about doing some some studies, and we did collect some data uh, on the topic. But the only other psychologist who, who I know who's done research on anything like uh, t- snitching is, is uh, my friend Jesse Barron. Oh, he Wonderful. has? Yeah. So he actually did a, um, a study on tattletailing kids. Awesome. So I'll put a link up to that, yeah. Um, but so, and I want to just to get it out there. I yeah. want to write like a philosophical treatise on snitching. Do you want to say the conditions under which it's appropriate or not <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to snitch, to call someone a snitch, to snitch, yeah, to, yeah. Yeah. or when when you should properly express the emotion of gratitude and when it should be resentment? <laughs> um, yeah, what's like joke. snitching versus whistleblowing? Yeah. Well, so okay. That's actually gives that that leads me to a set of distinctions that I think that we should make. Um, so snitching obviously is telling on somebody who's done something, uh, presumably done something wrong. So uh, I, there are at least three ways in which in which I, I think snitching comes up in in everyday discussion. One is when kids tattletale. So yeah. I'm actually curious, Tamler, to hear what you would think if your daughter came up to you and said. You know, I saw I saw this boy. He hit his friend, and so I went and told the teacher. Right. So, in this case, I think that qualifies as tattletaling. Yes, that's right. that's correct. Or snitching. Yeah. Or snitching. Now, I don't. Yeah, you know what? To, no, but let, see, let me, okay. Uh, let me just say because I because I've had this conversation with my daughter. Yeah. Right. Okay. And I, what I always tell her is, if somebody does something that's mean to you, right? Like right. if somebody does something that's mean to you, the first thing you do is you talk to that person if you think you can, you know, unless it's right. like a sixth grade, like sleazy boy with like a beard or something like that. <laughs> uh, that then you just talk. The first thing you do after, I mean, you know, obviously she can tell us whenever the fuck she wants, but, uh, but the first thing you do before going to a teacher is talk to that person. And I'm thinking, you know, in her school, this issue is more like a girl is being mean or something like that. You know, it's not like right. she's getting picked on or, right, or, right. or bullied or something like that. Uh, and then if that doesn't work, then you go to the uh, – then, then you go to the teacher. But what you're saying is somebody else, right? And right. Like so somebody's parties, picking on someone so else. Yeah. So then so I tell her if she can, she should go in and tell that person to stop it if she thinks, you know, that that person really should stop it. Uh, and right. then if the person doesn't, then 
you could tell the teacher. But that's uh, but again, the idea is to go to the person first, then to right, right, yeah, and and certainly what about there are cases. I, I think that that that. In the case, like if a kid is like lighting matches, you know, next to a garbage can or something, and like that's right. it's like you know what, swallow swallow whatever trepidation you might have about telling on someone, and that that's actually putting people in danger. So go ahead and do it. Um, there is a way in which I think tattletaling, and so I, here's what I want. I'm going to use the term snitching to refer to all kinds of telling on other people, and then I I, I want to distinguish between tattletaling. Um, uh, the kind of snitching that you would do as an adult for like, if you were, if the cops wanted you to be a snitch, right. That, uh, or if you want to reduce your own prison sentence, or if you're just living in the community and part of your, part of your gig right. is to tell the cops whenever you see something that goes wrong. And then there are whistleblowers, people who are actively in, in like a company and they see bad things that are going on and they, nobody's saying anything. So they go and say it. So one of the things that I think is relevant to determining whether – so to me, the interesting question is under what conditions is it actually wrong to tell on someone at, at, and under what conditions is it actually obligatory to tell on someone and in what conditions is it just permissible? So I actually you think You really that, should be a philosopher. I know, I know. And at what, puts, at what point – you forgot to add uh, when it's super erogatory. A super erogatory. That's right. <laughs> Um, By snitching, it, I refer to this, 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 and this. And right. I, well, so what? Are, I, this paper, so, I will examine. So here are my intuitions. Yeah. When self-interest is clearly involved, so suppose that you actually tell on another inmate because it might reduce your sentence. Right. I I see that as just a, a being a snake, yeah. like being a rat, a rat fink. Actually, yep. that's an old term for. Um, when you tattle, when you become a, a tattle in elementary school because you're trying to gain points with the teacher. Those are the worst and kids in the school. Those are the worst kids, right? Bullies so are like better some, than those kids. Yeah, exactly. So this is some attempt to acquire power in this weird elementary political kind of way. In this like um, slave morality kind of way. <laughs> right, right. So I think those are just wrong. So I, I would try to in, in influence my daughter not to tell on people unless there was really nothing as you say there was no no other way around it it was putting people in danger it was harming her it was harming somebody else right um so you know in in hip-hop a snitch it probably just in general in in whatever sort of criminal underworlds snitch being a snitch is the worst of the worst right yeah and uh, you and save the hollow tips for the snitches. Yeah, because it it really violates the code of honor um, that they have. So I, I think and, at least. But, my- but there's no there's a, I mean, yeah, the worst. And then there's the worst kind of snitch, which is doing it to just reduce their sentence or they're right. going undercover to help the cop. Or like the cop is paying you 20 bucks like to tell them when a crime occurred. But even a snitch that doesn't get any benefit from it is uh is still a snitch it's and even a despicable. snitch that like goes to the cops because he was like beaten up uh or something like that because an actual right. crime was committed against him right, right. is still a right. snitch right that's right and they get punished it's a dangerous thing to do you know there's a great in the wire it's great when uh, i can't say this without talking about a spoiler but there's a character who just by dint of, of being seen with the cops um, yeah. you know, pretty much gets gets punished. But then there's one of the most lovable characters, Bubbles, right? Who's just a yeah, professional that's snitch. A, he's a professional snitch. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny how nobody has any bad feelings for 
against Bubbles for doing what he does. And he's yeah, doing well, exactly and he's doing exactly like what you said and what we both said was the worst thing, right? He's he's yeah. snitching for personal benefit. He is like the he's He's introduced to such a low life. I think one of the things that prevents him from being despicable is um, that one of the first times that he tells the cops is because his friend, that that guy who ends up getting AIDS. Um, yeah. <laughs> sorry, spoiler alert. Uh, it gets beat up so badly that he – at least we see him – fighting with with himself about like whether or not to go to the cops and and in that scene when he finally does and then he visits his friend in the hospital he's like bubs you went to the cops yeah you remember that like, like we don't just do like, that he's laid up in the hospital he was like an inch like close to death like an inch away from death and he's and he's like bubs what, what did you do that for Right. And, I, and here, here's why if i had to guess why we don't hate bubbles it's just because that's his hustle Right. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like and and that almost trumps anything. Like if you're down and out, you do whatever you can to scrape your way up to the top. That's why we like the drug dealers. And he's not claiming any allegiances either. Right. right? It's pretty much, you know, it's not it's not like he's in the organization. Right. He's not betraying anybody. Right. That's a big thing, too. Yeah, That is a big thing. And that actually gets to the tension, because on the face of it, if you see something very, very very wrong being done. Uh, my, it, it should be the case that, that I feel like my intuition should be, okay, preventing that wrong thing from being done is the right thing to do. And then th- this is why the case of snitching really interests me because it's like, no, even if, like, even if somebody, you know, murders somebody else, you know, to take an extreme case and that person is like part of your crew or your friend, you just keep quiet. Right. Um, and that just seems like a weird tension. Like, what, don't I believe that you should, stop bad things from occurring but the point Uh, is is, here's the thing it's like you should you should handle your own business i mean that's the that's the thing that it's driving like if somebody murders your friend you don't go to the police you go out there and this is where like it's like an act of cowardice to snitch right it's like i don't want to take the chance of avenging what happened so right it very much gets to your point about about sort of the personal the impersonal nature of third party justice right yeah um, okay, so now the the most interesting case I think are whistleblowers. Yeah, because there seems to be this weird thing where so these these you know big evil corporations, multinational corporations, stealing money and doing doing horrible things. Like let's just assume that that's true. Okay. Um, now finally, somebody within the organization gets the in the some balls. weird possible world, like these corporations are, well, are doing know, I bad things. Yeah, I, I'm not. I just don't want it to sound like I think that profit is evil or whatever. But you know, um, what are you, Obama, but, running for president? <laughs> no, I just need money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're like uh, you're bound to these uh, business yeah. uh, school types. I yeah. know. Um, so. So a whistleblower t- tells on like all of the sort of, sort of shady things that are going on in the organization and they're championed as a hero. Right. Publicly. Yeah. I don't think that we actually really think that they're heroes. Oh, I disagree. Like did so you, you see put, the you insider? Put this on the did time you see of, the insider? I didn't see the insider, yeah. But this is a this is a real special case where tobacco companies are seen as so evil that <laughs> But like, take the I don't remember the name of the woman. She was like on the cover of Time for like ratting out um, one of these big corporations. Like, I don't know. She's just 
like a famous whistleblower. I should probably look this up before I talk about it. Um, I actually think uh, I, 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 I kind of am like, okay, that's, that's fine. Somebody had to do it, but I don't know that I would hire her. Right. Well, why don't we take a quick break and keep talking about this when we get back. That's the greatest cock and bull story I ever heard. Why should I believe you? For no good reason at all. For no good reason at all. You think I'm crazy? You think I'm crazy? You're not fooling anyone. For no good reason at all. Okay, here here's why I think whistleblowing here's what I think distinguishes whistleblowing from snitching is that there's a huge power imbalance between the whistleblower and right. who, who they're blowing the whistle on, right? Yeah. And uh, and this is maybe why the bubbles why we forgave bubbles, right? If he was just snitching on some other like down and out heroin addict we would right. we would have had no sympathy for bubbles. That's right. But That's he right. was. And in fact, it's a, it's cur- it's courage because they're putting themselves at serious risk. Like, what if right. you whistle blue and um and the, no one believed you and they squash you? You right. are now for sure going to be fired and 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 maybe not hired by anybody else. No, that's exactly right. That's exactly yeah. it. It's, it's, it's essentially we measure it by courage. And the right. cases of whistleblowing that we love are the ones where they took a lot of courage. That's why the insider, the guy, you know, like that took a lot of courage. And, the, you know, the whole movie is about all the sacrifices and all the risks that he took um, to, to make that right. point. Whereas the worst cases of snitching are when it's an act of cowardice. Right. And, and, uh, and, and when you don't snitch out of courage, it, my intuition is it gets pumped that it's reward. Like, uh, in Goodfellas, when he gets nicked for the first time, um, yeah. and, and he doesn't say anything and they just like throw him a party, like, congratulations. Like, you know, they, they're so proud of him that he, he, he took it like a man and didn't say a word. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> uh, he popped your cherry. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, so. But 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 this, what's interesting about Goodfellas is why is it that we forgive him what he does at the end? That was pure cowardice. That was purely self-serving. I mean, I don't know that we forgive him. Well, I think that that my feelings about him at the end are really really much more mixed than uh, he becomes. He becomes like a uh, he becomes pathetic at the end. And at right. the end, it's like this one this one move will be. You know, whatever. At least he, at least he brought some bad people down. But right. like, he's a sort of a pathetic man. And at that point, Jimmy, the De Niro character, was pretty much out of his mind, just killing people and right. you know, paranoid. And also, here's a big thing too, which I bet can get you off the hook: threatening family. Like, there's right. that long scene where she's yeah, walking down true. the alley and stuff like that. And it's like all bets are off if somebody's threatening. It's true, your family. yeah, that's true. That's you know, that's a master of, of a movie. Oh, you know, and it really you the to construct it that way so that you're not so that you're not hating Jimmy at the end, yeah, um, or is it whatever? No, not Jimmy. Uh, yeah, um, Henry. Henry at the at the very end uh, is is just to me. It's a good storytelling. So so Janice. while I actually why I actually think that that whistleblowers sometimes are acting acting courageously, I still can't shake my feeling that ah, 
that they that they are a source of betrayal. I, I guess it would change if I knew that they had tried really hard to confront all of the people in the organization, um, and that this and that this was their last way out. But like, I don't I don't feel good when we champion the 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 people who just sort of come out and and turn everyone else in. Well. I mean, it just, I think it's, again, this is going to be something that I would think resists systematization and uh, theories and is more of a case-by-case basis where the best you're going to be getting is some trends. But, like, uh, I think it really depends on, A, how much harm this company is doing. Yes, how much uh, risk the person is taking and also how much... The, uh, yeah, to what degree they tried to resolve it internally, I think, is, right. a, is, is also an, an important question. Right. So resolving it internally, there has to be, to me, no, no uh, real m- motive of self-interest, right? Like you're not trying to get something. Although um, it can be in your family's interest under some it, Right. Well, you know, presumably, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and indirectly. In but not their, your family's interest. Like if you do this, they'll be able to go to Aruba Tuluba. for two weeks. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Is to prevent, that gets to your preventing harm, right? Yeah, like the preventing of harm. Pre- yeah. it, to me, it's the, it, it can be the lesser of two evils, I guess. That's as far as I, I'm, I am willing to go. I, that's kind of extreme because obviously when – when somebody is doing a really bad thing, I think that it's your duty to, to, um, so, so here, let me pull your intuition. So, okay. uh, you are walking down the street, you see a car swerve around the corner, hit somebody. Yeah. Or let's say hit a car. Let's say hit another car mm-hmm. and then continue going. And you actually got a really, really good look at the license plate because the say it was like a personalized license plate. So there's no problem that you had memorizing. So do you, and the person left and the car was really damaged. Do you call pull out your cell phone and call the cops? I mean, do I or should I is the question. No, do you? Okay. Uh I'm not sure. So he, they just hit the car and it's the person's there's nobody in the car? Nobody in the car. So it's just nobody property. It's damage. just physical property damage. And the guy drives off. And the guy drives off. I mean, right. maybe Do somebody. Why I'm not sure. I, I kind of hope that I would in some ways because. Oh, right. Yeah. But I also, I mean, so a couple of things that's interesting about this. There's no loyalty. I have no loyalty to some right. guy that's driving recklessly. That was going to be my next example. And then my run, next and example then was. Again. Yeah, my next yeah. example was you see the personalized license plate and it says Peaser, and you know it's me. Oh well, then the I best. definitely wouldn't. Right. What I would it's do like, it's is obvious, right? like, dude, yeah. you got to go back there and uh, right. you have a personalized license plate? No, I don't. I don't. But just assume that <laughs> let's assume, assume that you knew it was me, right? Uh, um, yeah. So you would confront me. There might me be other t- ways besides the, okay. the only way I would know that was you is that I saw the personalized license plate. Well, let's say it was dark. Right. <laughs> um, so, okay. So now it's but, a person. Okay. I hit a person. Do you turn me in yet? Again, I would first go to you. Yeah. And if you're like, dude, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. Then I don't know. That's a good question. Probably not. I hate to right. say it, but probably. I know. I know. It's a, it's, it? I, I think that I wouldn't. I think that I would. I would really, really plead hard for you to like go to the police. But I don't know that I could turn you in. What about the other cases? 
The other case, I feel like I might call the police uh, if I don't know who it is and I got a good look just out of being a good citizen. So the interesting thing to me is sometimes I think that as a policy, maybe it should be tr- it should be true that everybody ought to call the police when they see somebody do that and they can they can except for I want to reserve the right to not do it if it's somebody I have any loyalty to. So right. I in in a weird way I think that I would want to do what I think is wrong. You know? Yeah. Well, that's an yeah. interesting, you know, this is a this is I think, you know, sometimes there are other values besides moral values, right? This right. is a great uh, Susan Wolf article, Moral Saints. Oh god. Oh yeah, that is get, great. Uh, where she says there are other values besides moral values and and loyalty is is a huge right. value and sometimes loyalty value. trumps morality and right. so this might be a case of that it right. is. i want to point to one last one one last case that i think really really makes uh your 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 point about courage um being central to your evaluation and that is uh in there is a slang term called dry snitching dry snitching <laughs> means when you snitch without really saying you don't not actually calling out names but you're saying enough stuff to like get someone in trouble. So, so you're not so, you don't even have the courage to like actually Exactly. Snitch. You're you're even worse than a snitch like cuz if you actually said someone's name and you know, but imagine like on on this podcast I was like, well, you know what? I saw this uh this guy like I won't name him, but he's a philosopher at University of North Carolina um and I saw him cheating on his wife. And right. people would be like, "Oh, I, you know." It's, it's like deal. I didn't even have the courage to say his name. Uh, but nonetheless, I'm trying to get whatever crew, whatever credit for for actually talking. <laughs> so I think it's like so, gossip cred too. You know? it's, <laughs> yeah. it, it, now that that's a yeah. Dr- so why is here's what I don't understand. Why is it called? <laughs> <laughs> why is it called dry snitching? Explain, I believe explain that, to our listeners. I, I believe that it's because you don't get the full the, the full pleasure of <laughs> the full contact. <laughs> <laughs> You don't get the penetration of uh, of real snitch. Yeah, yeah. I dry snitch until I was about sixteen. Yeah, then I and then I started real doing it for real. Yeah. All right, that was our twenty five minute take on snitching and our one off episode. Maybe we'll talk about something uh, in a longer episode. Thanks for joining us. For more information about this episode, including show notes and links, and to listen to other episodes, please visit us at www.verybadwizards.com. A very bad man. I'm a very good man. Just a very bad wizard.